This episode of the podcast is brought to you by going to a nutritionist, planning out your life better to take care of yourself, and then immediately trying crack. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that, in a world where two friends talk about movies like a 1980s film, (laughs) we talk about trailers. That is true. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss a very important topic of trailers. Are they helpful or harmful to films? Yeah, I I was thinking about this a lot. Mm-hmm. And it really made me come to the realization that I fucking hate trailers. Yeah, well, you've always <laughs> kind of hated trailers. In preparation for this, I watched like a good... I only fi- watched trailers. I, I literally watched like a good 50 trailers. Yeah. And there are for movies that I really find enjoyable. And then there are films that I really didn't care about. Yeah. And I think that there's this like weird gray area with trailers where you kind of have like three separate ones. Like you have trailers that are very ambiguous. Like they tell you nothing. There are trailers that tell you way too much Just of what's going on. the entire story is in the trailer. Yeah. And then there are trailers that don't match up to what's actually in the film. Yeah. And between, ones. between those three you can kind of mix and match into each other, but it's how they're portrayed that really sells like whether the movie's going to be good or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there are a couple that I have on like both sides of what I feel like good trailers and bad trailers are. Yeah. And and I guess like I'll give my full answer at the end of it. Okay. Of like what I think they are helpful or harmful. But when it comes to like good trailers, when you have actually good trailers they will get you incredibly excited for a film. Yeah, like, the most recent, like, incredible trailer that I thought the movie, like, the trailer was great, and then I found the movie great, and, like, the the trailer did not mislead me in any way, shape, or form, or anything like that, was Hereditary. I was about to say, because that is one of my top picks for it. Oh, okay, yeah. Hereditary's trailer was just so fantastic and so eerie. Yeah. Like, when you have the girl and the the clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it fucking it sets up so perfectly. Yeah. And you have like I said the ambiguity to it where you don't fully know what's going on. Like you you kind of assume for like part of the film like it's about like a woman's struggle like to keep her family together, but then you have like these weird sections of the dolls and then you have full-blown cult shit. Yeah, like the great thing about Hereditary is the like there is one misleading thing about it, but it's done purposefully. Mm-hmm. And it's that you th- you think Charlie is the lead character. You think yeah. Charlie is like the main subject and like something's going on with Charlie. And although that is it is true, spoiler alert if you haven't seen Hereditary. We also did that. Yeah, <laughs> uh when when Charlie dies, mm-hmm. And it and it, and it completely changes that your perspective on like what this film is actually about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that's what made the film so shocking. Yes, the trailer does a great job of leaving it like in that perfect medium where it's like you know what type of movie it is, you know what you're getting into, but it's also ambiguous enough and it doesn't give you all the plot details mm-hmm. that it's like it literally is like in my opinion like one of the most perfect trailers. Like it it, it gives you enough and not too much and it's a very well paced trailer and it gets you very very excited if you enjoy horror films like yeah. like i remember 
the 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 one scene where the the father is lit on fire or no yeah the father is lit on fire in the um in the living room and like there obviously prior to seeing the film I didn't know what was going on but all you have is a dude standing in the fucking living room just like uh, like just engulfed in flames and I'm like this is incredible this is crazy (laughs) you know what I mean yeah it just it made me so excited I know I mean another film trailer that I thought again the film was great and the trailer was great was the original trailer for The Shining. You know, I, I don't know if I've actually sat down and watched So that. the original trailer for The Shining is literally just the elevator and... Just blood coming out? Well, so it's, <laughs> it's the elevator and like kind of like Star Wars, like it comes, like the credits come up. Yeah. And it's like The Shining by Stanley Kubrick and then giving like a couple of like honorable mentions of like who's in it and then just the elevator opening with the blood and it's yeah. just slow motion with the music. And this is where, like, I think, like, an ambiguous trailer really helped this film because you don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Like, it's just an elevator full of blood. <laughs> and it gives no possibly idea. Possibly Kool-Aid. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I mean, possibly fruit punch flavored. <laughs> I'll drink some. But, like, it, it perfectly showed, like, just enough where you're like, okay, you know this is a horror movie. But what the fuck is it about? Yeah, yeah. And I think that was really cool. Um, same thing, too. On the flip side of it, where a trailer gives too much of what's going on yeah. that I think was done perfectly, was I don't know if you've ever seen Alfred Hitchcock's the or Psycho. Uh, yeah, of course. The trailer for it. Oh, uh, I don't know if I've seen the trailer. So the trailer is literally just Alfred Hitchcock at the Bates Motel telling you that there was a murder oh, here. Oh, I did see this, and yes. And going through the house and through the motel and telling you... You know, there was a horrible death here. There was a horrible death here. There was a man that fell from the stairs and broke his back and died here. Yeah, yeah. And it's literally, he's telling you the entire movie. (laughs) But you're so, like, intrigued that you want to go see it and see for yourself, like, what's going on. Yeah. And I think that was, like, a perfect way that even back in the 60s, like, Alfred Hitchcock just knew what he was doing with horror. Yeah, man. I mean, he's one of the best. He's... I don't think I don't think Hitchcock has ever made a bad movie. No, honestly. I mean, like obviously Psycho, The Birds, mm-hmm. fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen Vertigo. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I again, I don't I don't think Hitchcock has ever actually made a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually quite incredible. It is. <laughs> and I I don't think enough people talk about him lately. Yeah, like yeah, you're right. He is he is kind of the grandfather of horror mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, like the OG. Yeah. yeah. I bet he made an, an incredible trailer. Yeah. And an incredible movie. Yeah. I, I think that like some really bad trailers that stick out in my mind, at least like trailers that like mislead you or whatnot, whatnot is like, like the one that comes to my head, like first is uh, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, The Village. Like yeah. The Village is like really like showcasing like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And then when you get down to it, it's like, it's more of like a rom. It's like a rom-com kind of like, Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak is Crimson like Crimson Peak is always my pick for a terrible trailer for a decent movie, but because the trailer really misled it, a lot of people went in not knowing what they were really truly supposed to expect. Yeah. And I I will defend the shit out of Crimson Peak always. I know you don't like it, mm-hmm. but it is a great gothic romance. It is not it's a horror. Fine. It is not a <laughs> horror movie and the trailer p- predicts it as a horror movie. Yeah, it definitely is like a giant misstep. And like again, I don't know if that's the studio saying like we need we need to cut this this way because we we want to sell more tickets. Yeah. 
or if it's the director who just you know fucked up like you just you you, you know you, you have to accept that. like maybe you know i made a mistake like yeah. i know i'm night Shyamalan feels that like with with the village like i made a mistake with the way that i made the trailer so clearly that was like M. Night Shyamalan's like fault. I don't know about Guillermo del Toro if like he if it was his hand that did that or if it was the studio or what it was, but it doesn't that doesn't matter. What no. what what it comes down to is you're misleading the audience. Yeah. And that is one of the most frustrating things ever. Yeah, because when you really go into a film being like, Okay, this is what I want to expect from the trailer, so this is what I'm gonna get in the movie. Yeah. And then have a complete one eighty of what it actually is, it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And you don't come out of the film the same way had you gone in not seeing a trailer and yeah. just hearing about it. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever seen Sucker Punch. Mm-mm. No. Um, it's a decent film, but the trailer predicts it all as like this huge action story of like girls in like schoolgirl outfits, like fighting giant monsters. And it's not really that. It's about like a girl in a psychiatric ward dancing to kind of free herself <laughs> oh, okay yeah um but there are snippets of her dancing and she just imagines all of these incredible fight scenes oh, okay so gotcha. it's not really that yeah that's shitty um we haven't talked shit about it in a while but us us the trailer for us yeah that whole movie i just don't like no not, not the whole movie but the there first, are some massive the plot half holes of the movie <laughs> the first half of the movie i actually really enjoyed yeah and then the second half just is so stupid. <laughs> it's just, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> whoa, Zach, whoa. Uh. I don't, don't want to take a shot at Jordan Peele because, like, he did a great job on Get Out. But, like, man. Fuck so- that movie. Your sophomore <laughs> film. My God. Um, but, it, but the trailer to that makes it seem completely different yeah. from what's actually going on. Yeah. And, again, that's where you kind of, like, have a bit more of an ambiguous trailer but it doesn't fully showcase, like, you know, what you're going to have. And there is that fine line between what you can show in a trailer. Right. That is just enough to get you intrigued, but you're not giving the entire plot away. Yeah. There and really is. Like, that Like that fine line is, like, very, very fine. Mm-hmm. Like, in order to have a great trailer that also doesn't give you, doesn't give away too much and also still makes you, like, intrigued to go and see the film. Like, honestly, like, there, there really is, like, an art to that. Yeah. I mean, I love Mad Max Fury Road, but the trailer shows the entirety of the movie. (laughs) And, I mean, it's Mad Max, so you know it's mostly just driving in the desert. Yeah. But still, you showed a lot of it in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any more that you you think off the top of your head, like good or bad? um, I remember... uh, (laughs) I remember Splice. Mm. I remember the trailer for Splice being like, oh, this is going to be like an interesting horror movie. And then it, the movie was a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, going back to M. Night Shyamalan, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the trailer for Split. But yes. I think Split is an excellent trailer for what the film actually delivers. Mm-hmm. Because you get... Again, everything that you need to know, like you understand like kind of what's going on. You obviously don't have all the details, but you know generally what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And then the movie, in my opinion, delivers way more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that um, I really what it comes down to for me is like the weird thing about trailers is like they're a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, y- you especially for like 
av- like like an average moviegoer, like somebody who doesn't like you know look at directors and writers and cinematographers and and all that, and like they kind of just like to go watch a movie like mm-hmm. every once in a while, whatever it is, like. That's how they determine what movies they want to go see. They yeah. they determine the, what they're gonna what they're gonna want to go see based off of a trailer. I myself, I've pretty much entirely stopped watching trailers in general. And why? It's kind of like old school musician, like old school musicians. It's like before before streaming services, all you had was records. So mm-hmm. it's like if you liked a band, you were just gonna go out and buy that record because you like that band and you want to hear that music. And like that's kind of what I do now. Like. Mm-hmm. I follow I follow my directors and and I know and I follow my writers that I like and whatnot and I look to see what they're doing next and I wait and and that's it like that's how I that's kind of like how I do it yeah obviously you need trailers in order to to uh to find like new people like Rose Glass with uh Saint Maud yeah. like if I never saw, I've never heard of Saint Maud be, or I never heard of Rose Glass before obviously she's a brand new director so the only way that I'm really going to find out about her is via a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, and a 24 was attached to it. So right. That so helps. again, like that's a studio that I, that I follow. So it's like pretty much anything that a 24 does. I'm going to like try to find if, if it looks compelling enough for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, man, like I am just kind of like over trailers. I've gotten like so disappointed, like over th- like throughout the years and whatnot over like shit that like, I just don't, care about yeah. that and like things that like give me like kind of like false promises and stuff that i i think that um i i again like i just kind of try to stay away from it one thing that i that i love though mm-hmm. to look at are posters for films like if you can give me a really really compelling film poster yeah then, then that's kind of all i need yeah i mean because i that, always go back to uh it comes at night like it comes for me has a great like it, just the door yeah, well no it's the dog well there's yeah there's yeah, two there's like, the door and then there's right, the like dog right like the, the like the main theatrical release one was the dog like at night with like the flashlight mm-hmm. on it like looking out into like the abyss of black and i mean in my opinion like it just i didn't even need to see the trailer in order to be compelled with the title that 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 had and the image that was presented i was sold already yeah granted you get a little disappointed because nothing actually ends up coming. Like that's not like, yeah, they're, that's they're, not it, the story, but it's still a compelling story. Oh God, I fucking love that movie. And I mean, in that sense, like, you know, when, when you have like a poster or you have like the box art of what the film is, it can kind of go both ways. Cause for me, usually like if I see a poster or something like that, where I'm like, oh, okay, like this is the movie and I'll read the description. I'm like, I'm not sold on it. Yeah. But if I watch the trailer, I might be a little bit more swayed. Yeah. And that's where, to me, trailers are like a double-edged sword. Like you said, they're a necessary evil. Like, do I think that trailers are helpful or are they harmful? They're in the mix of it. Honestly speaking, I think if you go right down to it, they are helpful. For sure. Because you you need a trailer in order to get people excited for it. Yeah. You need something to kind of like... Just sprinkle in like, hey, this is what we got for you. Yeah. Because if you go into the film blind 99.9% of the time, it might not be what you're going for. Like you might see like something where it's like, like kill grave 79 and you go in and it's a comedy by Robert Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) That is is very much a Robert Rodriguez title. (laughs) But if you go in and you're like, oh, cool, like this is going to be like a crazy action movie and it's a comedy. 
Right. You're going to be completely blown yeah. away. Yeah. So you do need trailers in order to understand, like, what you're going to see and determine whether it's a movie for you or not. Yeah, and, I mean, clearly trailers are very important because, look, there's there are people who literally make a living going on YouTube and just reacting to trailers. And, and they get millions of views of people watching other people watch a trailer. Mm-hmm. So, clearly, people get invested in trailers. People yeah. get very, very excited about trailers. And there, it's almost like a sub, like market within itself. Like it's it's a profitable business somehow. Yeah. Like just making a trailer. Yeah, and I mean, I'm one of those people that like I will always check out a trailer. I'm trying my hardest where it's like films that I've heard about. I don't want to watch the trailer just to like see what's going on. But I would say like seventy percent of the time, I will check out a trailer because I need to determine whether or not this is going to be something that I'm into. Yeah. And, I mean, like, there was one movie that I watched, like, oh, like last week. I forgot what it was called. It was, like, Particular Young Woman or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a newer film that just came out. I heard out. really good things about it. Yeah, it's garbage. Really? Uh, it's, it's bad. I heard really good things I'll about it. I'll tell you, like, after we turn this episode off, but, like, the trailer was eh? And then Promising watched, Young Woman, Promising right? Young Woman, yeah. yes. Um, great story. Like, great idea of the film. Um, directed well and it so was a great story well directed so then what's the problem just the i like the overall acting oh the acting was the overall really acting bad. and like how it's set like how shots are set up and how like um the story progresses i'm interested to see it it i mean the the woman who like directed it is also the main character okay but it's just i'll I, again i'll tell you afterwards <laughs> it's, it was just like a like, I, I did not enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, there's nothing worse, too, like, with a trailer that doesn't deliver on the film as well. Yeah. And, again, like, you, you need them in order to really solidify, yeah, like, absolutely. what you're going to see. I just try to stay away from them as much as possible. Like, a lot of times they'll, like, uh, the company will release, like, a 30-second trailer instead mm-hmm. of, like, a two-and-a-half-long-minute one. Yeah. And, like, I'll tend to, like, if I'm going to watch a trailer, I'll try to do that one just to, like, minimize it. Because, again, like, I've just been disappointed, like, countless amount of times with trailers mm-hmm. that I just want to know, like, the least amount as possible before going into a movie. Like, I just want to know, like, am I somewhat interested in this film? Mm-hmm. Okay, this 30-second trailer gave me, like just enough that i'm like okay yeah i really don't know what's going on but i I, i'm interested to see what's going like what is going on Mm -hmm. i'll go watch that but i've just it's really i just don't have it in me to watch a two and a half three minute long trailer (laughs) except for (laughs) Zack snyder's uh justice league i I don't think it's gonna be good i don't know how much more he (laughs) added in that will make it good it seems like from the trailers he added in a lot more, and I've seen, like... I mean, it's going to be four hours yeah. long. I've seen comparisons of, like, the original one and this one and, like, how he upped the ante on, like, the style and, like, the CGI and everything yeah, like that. Yep. And I'm like, okay, but I went to see it, and I was not happy with the overall story. So yeah. adding two more hours, <laughs> is that enough time to flush out a story, or should you have just done two separate Dude, films? this could be his magnum opus. This could be a fucking <sighs> masterpiece. Like... I like Zack Snyder, but like I, I lately, like, I like what they're doing I, with the Joker more than what the fuck was Suicide Squad. Yeah, I like the the no uh, <laughs> the no tattoos on the face. Yeah, the, but I always I always go back to Zack Snyder. I was like, you made Watchmen, and that was fantastic. Watchmen's so it's like, all right. Go to hell. I like Three Hundred. <laughs> yeah, Three Hundred is. I think Three Hundred's cool. I think Watchmen's good enough. Mm. 
and then everything else is just not that good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think that, again, like I think trailers are a necessary evil. Like I said, like they are, you need them in order to know what movies are coming out mm-hmm. and, and to find new ones, not find new directors and whatnot. But I, I, I try not to bank on them too much. I try not to invest. I don't try to, you know, don't put all your all your eggs in, 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 into trailers. Like yeah. this is not like I don't think an intelligent thing because, again, I think a lot of times you'll get disappointed. Yeah. Again, we need them. You need That's, them, but you don't. Unfortunately, you don't really <laughs> want them all the time. And um, again, like always, we'd like to hear what your favorite and least favorite trailers are. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's all I got for trailers. Cool, Zach. Uh, you have a recommendation? I have one of those. So, kind of in line with like one of our discussions a few weeks back. Um, Better not be a fucking music recommendation because you've done music recommendations like three <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> not I three want times something in a row. else. I got one. So I watched something. Last night after watching Molly's Game, because Molly's Game is on Netflix. Right. And also on Netflix, but you can find it on Amazon Prime, too, if you're really, really into that. And that is directed by Taylor Morden, The Last Blockbuster. Ooh. So it is Ooh. it is an hour and a half long documentary that follows The Last Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Which we discussed. We discussed that. The only thing that's different is we did not get a bunch of celebrities and actors to also talk about Blockbuster. Whoa, you're telling me I'm not a celebrity? No, you're an actor. Oh, right. (laughs) But we didn't get Kevin Smith or Ron Funches or Doug Benson to do it. Is Kevin Smith a celebrity? I think he is. I think Kevin Smith is just a guy on the sidewalk that it's like, like, I feel like Kevin Smith could be a celebrity, but also could be a guy that's just selling you hot dogs. Like, I think Kevin Smith is one of those people that like is a C-list celebrity, but like a huge nerd. So to me, he's an A-list celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's he's just like a wholesome guy, but he talks a lot about it in it too. And much like what we discussed in our episode is all these people talking about like their fondest memories of Blockbuster yeah. and talking about it. And then it follows it over the course of three years from like 2017 to like 2019 or 2020. And it follows like, you know, 12 Blockbusters going down to just this one. Mm. and the people that work there and what they go through on like a daily basis and like trying to find stability to it. And they went a lot more in depth than we were able to because they work there. Right. And they told us about like how John Oliver, when I guess Russell Crowe was going through like a divorce, he sold like a bunch of his like movie memorabilia Mm -hmm. and John Oliver bought all of it and then donated it to this blockbuster to have like, movie memorabilia that's really cool yeah and that's awesome and i was watching it with my fiance and i was like man i really want to go to like bend oregon to like actually visit the lack blockbuster yeah and then part of me is like if i go i have to rent something yeah but i'm not gonna stay in oregon to (laughs) then bring it back bring it back to my (laughs) motel room and then watch it and then bring it back yeah but it, it was again like what we did like a really heartfelt send off to blockbuster and talk about like what's going on with the last one yeah. So if you have time, it's an hour and 29 minutes. Like, and, 29, huh? and if you're in our age group that remembers Blockbuster, you will also feel the warm and fuzzies b- because yeah, of this. And if you're, if you're too young to remember Blockbuster, fuck you. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> 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 Your parents should have had you sooner. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, you're great. You're fine. You're doing, you're doing great in life. We All love right, you. Zach. Um, thanks, Zach. What yeah. movie are we doing next? So, Frank, we didn't do it last time, and that's fine. We picked Molly's Game, but um, 
But we touched on it, and I want to continue the trilogy of Planet of the Apes. All right, so we're doing Godfather Part 1. We are doing Godfather Part 1. See you next time, guys. (laughs) All right, Uh, so you want to do Planet of the Apes Part 2? We're doing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. All right. Um, I'm fine with that. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. I I would like to see, like, the progression of CGI between the two movies. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. So look forward to that. Uh, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Now, Frank... Roll the credits. Roll thy credits, sir. (laughs) Credits.